Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Blue Surge podcast. Again, this is your show where we give you all the new TCG news surrounding the Pokemon trading card game, tournament results, Joe's opinions on weird rogue decks and metas. Before we get into the actual trading card game news today, gotta ask it, Joe, how you doing? How you feeling today, man? Uh, I am okay. <laughs> I just it's been a, it's been a busy week. I'm you just got back tired. from work like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, I got back from work from twenty minutes ago. Um, I started this really stupid thing. I started working out now. It's crazy, right? It's it's pretty stupid, but um. And so I'm trying to do that, balance that, eat dinner, go to sleep, and back to work the next day. Just because my turnaround times are really bad sometimes for work. Um, mm-hmm. Hope things will get better. But I'm trying to add in working out because it's supposed to help relieve stress. And um, like we'll see how that works. Rumor has it. Rumor I, has it. It's supposed to relieve stress, but I don't know about it. I think once you get into the rhythm of it, it'll definitely definitely help you there. I'm. I'm just happy I have power. I was worried I wouldn't have power today to record because last night I lost power for like, I don't know, eight, nine hours. And when it's when you don't have power and it's like feels like 90 degrees outside, it's just not good. It's just not good. So I was very sad. But 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 I was super happy that I had my switch external battery charged. Like I have that big brick. Yeah. Well, I was uh, hunting shinies and playing Rayman a little bit. My whole battery is charged, and that that sucker charged my phone from like ten percent to a hundred, and could charge my Switch like three times over. Still, it was like forty bucks, but it was totally worth it. So I was glad that I had that. I'm like I said, I'm I'm happy to have power. I'm happy to be able to record because <laughs> I was a little worried that we would not be able to. Oh, we'd find a way. We would. I would just have you run everything. What? <laughs> yeah, it would have been you recording, you editing, and me on Discord call through my mobile headphones. It would have been great. Do you know how big of a disaster that would have been? Yeah, you know, it might have been, uh, you know, it would have been a thing. I don't know if, like, if I get frustrated first, have you get frustrated first. We would call Ibian for emergency procedures. It's <laughs> exactly what we would do. But luckily, we are here for you guys this week, as we are every week. This episode there really isn't a whole lot of trading card game news i mean to say it quite frankly we have two cards that got revealed and we have a couple deck lists that we're going to talk about kind of getting ready for the august set and talk about things like that but really this is one of the slower weeks so expect a shorter episode as you'll probably see i hope you don't see like 45 minutes because if you do that probably means that we went off on a tangent on something super random I can't make any promises, but we'll we'll see where that goes. Challenge accepted. Yeah, we're feeling pretty rambly today. Let's just jump right in, though. The first card we're going to talk about is Lucario. So we've been talking about how there are these theme decks coming out in Japan, eventually, that are themed around their own Pokemon V card. And these Pokemon V are supposed to be cards that we don't currently have. So they're new. And they're getting revealed through theme decks. We are starting to get more and more information on this. And we've just been sort of given a full translation of the Lucario V. We don't have an entirely full, but we can pretty much much gather gather and, and kind of fill in the holes here. So Lucario V 
is a 210 HP fighting type, as you would expect. For one fighting energy, it has Aura Sphere, 40 damage. This attack does 20 to one of your opponent's benched Pokemon. It's kind of like a uh, jet punch type of thing. And for one fighting to colorless, beat smash, one, it says one question mark damage, so we don't quite uh, know what it does. Image image is going with two fighting, one colorless. I think that was a typo. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good catch. Two fighting, one colorless. Good catch. It does an unknown amount of damage. I'm betting it's probably going to be in the 150 to 170 range. It's uh, a fighting type. I'm I'm not going to... So, like, I'm trying to expect this, like, really, really closely. It can't be 70 because it's a rounded top in the left-hand corner of the second letter... Or second number. It could be, like, 120, 130, uh, maybe 150, 160, 180, or 190. My guess... Man, you're on detective work today. My guess is it'll be 180 or 190 because the beginning text from what we can see says during your next turn, this Pokemon blank, blank, blank. It's probably safe to assume given 80% of cards that have this type of attack usually would say during your next turn, you can't use beat smash. So I, 180, 190, 190. Do, doesn't it feel like 190 would be a good number here? Yeah, I, that would make the most logical sense if you cannot turn tech next turn. Um, but if maybe you reduce damage next turn instead, it may be a little bit lower. Yeah, I guess. I just, I don't know, three energy for a low attack and a limitation the next turn, you assume. That doesn't sound right to be low. So my gut, 190 just seems like the perfect amount of damage for that attack. Don't ask me why. 180 is just a really awkward number. I don't like 180. If it's 180, it's still just as good, really, because it passes the 160 benchmark. But, I don't know, 190 seems to be just a, a, a much cleaner number. I feel like odd attacks that are in the odds, in terms of that 10-digit that place, are usually a little more impactful overall. I don't know why I feel that way, but that just usually is how it is. Uh, we know it's going to be weak to Psychic, Resistance of None, and Retreat. It's going to be one or two. It'd be cool to see it be one. But with Air Balloon, it really doesn't make a difference. Um, I think it make, I personally think it makes a difference. Because uh, if it's a retreat for one, I feel a lot more comfortable discarding one energy compared to two. So if it's two energy, then you're, you're trying to put it in Air Balloons. If it's just one energy, I'm not, I'm not hard-pressed to find space for a balloon. I can understand that. I can understand that. I... I think that Lucario, so Lucario GX saw play at really weird times. It kind of just filled in the holes every once in a while. Like when there was a dead space, Lucario GX was sort of played. When there was an opening for that like fighting type to come in and pop off some quick damage because the original Lucario GX from before had a damage increase if it evolved that turn. Right, So it had that kind of boosted damage right off the bat, and then you'd try to find a way to get it back into your hand. I think its GX attack was based on damage counters, right? I, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like a, if there's it's like 30 times the amount of damage counters. Th- this looks like the run-of-the-mill fighting type V. You know what I mean? I, a 40 hit 20 to the bench is cool. It's a good first attack. I can't argue with that. And 190 is just a solid number, so... But I can't... 
I don't know if they'll have the same attack because can you really imagine having like something like a phalanx and a Lucario have a similar attack? It's a fighting type, dude. Fighting types always have this just like Yeah, but you just can't have you just can't smack big numbers and say, Yeah, you can't do an next turn. Sorry. Hey man, it, it's not new. I do think that's what it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be pretty run of the mill. Then the, I, I think that Pokemon's getting less creative now. Because it, well, it also let's be fair though, it's a theme deck, right? In Japan, this is a theme deck. So in my mind, when you make theme decks, the idea is that you make each theme deck at the same power level. Correct. Maybe, possibly, yeah. You know what I mean, though. And maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if you're making theme decks, it's rare that you're trying to make one just openly more powerful than the other. I guess it's, I, I guess it, I feel it's it's a little lazy to be honest with you. Especially if, like I said, if you already have a Pokemon V with probably the exact same attack, just different wording. I don't. Know. I agree. I can't argue with you on that. I really can't. Yeah, I'm, I, you're totally right. I mean, if this is just more just a lazy design, I guess calling it a theme deck card only excuses it so much. But like. Basically, it's like, oh, it's we want a phalanx to be a little bit better. It's just phalanx with more HP. Right. I, I can understand that. I can understand your point of view on that. I, I hope you're right, and it's maybe different than that text. I'm not expecting it to be. What we can add to this, though, is that we do know the cards that we will be seeing soon on top of this. So we sort of got this news before for some of these cards. There's going to be nine theme decks for every type except for Fairy and Dragon. Boo. From what we know, some of the other Vs are... It says Eevee or Espeon. I imagine it's just going to be a Mew V that we talked about before. Duraludon V and Incineroar V. This is totally expected, right? We haven't seen Duraludon yet. That's the most anticipated one, probably. We'll get these in our set in August, I'm assuming, and I'm hoping we get these cards revealed next week. You know what? If I think, I think with, with them confirming a, a Mew V, I have a harder time accepting Espeon V. I think probably more Eevee because why would you have two psychic theme decks? That is true. They just did say they were going to be themed against themed on each type. Yeah, like I, I hope it's Espeon, but yeah, and, and we are definitely getting the Mew. We know we're getting the Mew, so I guess it does make Espeon less likely. That gives me more support, though, that this Lucario is just going to be average. Because, I mean, think about the Toxicity we got in that collection set. I'm, yeah. I'm expecting Duraludon to be similar. I'm expecting Incineroar to be similar. But, like, n- not all, like, promo cards have been bad. Like, look at Dust... Uh, Dust... Tr- Tr- Dustnar, like, is a, is, a, is a theme card or a promo card. No, you're you're right, and even we had a uh, um, Turbo Strike. Oh yeah, so Galio, yeah, so Galio. We there's definitely been promos that are super super good, and you know what? To help that argument though, Mew is in this bunch, right? How often do we get a bad Mew? Yeah. So maybe once, I'm, that was a reprint. Yeah, once in freaking evolutions. Which again, talk about calling things coasters. That's like a the set. The whole entire set is one. Hey, I got a first, second, third, and fourth place Mew set, so. Beautiful. You can play those all the time. Super playable. I guess you're right, though. Eevee is more likely. And we are getting a Pikachu coming out soon, so. Yeah. I could see it. I can stop the meme now of, like, calling 
Bolton V as Pikachu V. Yeah, you can you can have the real <laughs> Pikachu. We'll have an Eevee. It'd be cool to have Espeon, but you're right. Mew is just it's just way more likely that we're just gonna get the Mew as the psychic V, obviously, because Mew can't be anything else and Espeon can't be anything else. I'm hoping for some reason I'm completely dismissing the fact I, I think Duraludon's just gonna be a basic steel type V card. I'm just not expecting much out of that card. I am hoping to see more out of the Incineroar, though. I am hoping to see that. I'm also wondering if it's going to be a fire type or a dark type. Well, if I would have, I'm going to lean towards fire because I was actually reading some of the comments and it makes complete sense. If you're going to have one from each of them, like we'll talk about Galarian Slowbro soon, which will be oh, the dark yep. type. Oh, yep. And Galarian Slowbro, yep. You're right. So it will be fire. So Incineroar definitely will be fire at this point because we know about Slowbro and we'll get into that next, obviously. But Incineroar will be fire. So we got the fire type covered, got metal type covered, fighting type. The quote-unquote dark type, psychic. I mean, we got five of the types, so we're missing water, grass, and is that it? Uh, water, grass. Unless they're gonna fairy and dragon. Oof! I'm trying to even think. Why am I pulling a blank on these? I guess uh, electric. I don't know. There's actually electric. Any... Electric. That's three. So we're missing one more type here. Because we just named five. But we'll think about that later, I'm sure. Because Eevee, you imagine, will be the color. Water. Right? I already said water. Oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention to you. Grass. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we, we, we know we're going to get these types. Psychic. My oh, Man, we are feeling rambly today. Yeah. I am expecting that by next week we will get these cards. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. I mean, I, I would honestly even put money on we finished this show which is recording on thursday the 11th and as a as this episode posts on the 12th we just get all the cards revealed <laughs> it wouldn't or shock probably, me. probably like at 11 30 at night when like japanese news comes out you're like oh crap yeah that's hasn't it's it's happened before but we can move forward might as well now that we've brought it up move into the second card galarian slowbro was revealed as one of the theme deck cards it is the dark type card out of the theme deck set it has 210 HP, has the ability Quick Draw Poison. Once during your turn, if this Pokemon is your active, you may leave your opponent's active Pokemon poisoned. Two Dark, one Colorless, Stranding Shot. It has an unknown amount of damage just because of the visual we don't totally know yet. During but your opponent's next turn... Huh? It is rounded. It is rounded again, so we do know that, I guess. Joe, Joe just on top of those rounded numbers. So it's like uh, two, three, five, <laughs> six, eight, five? nine. Uh, five? You can, you can probably fudge the corner there as a five. I'm going to read the rest of the unknown attack. Okay. Stranding shot, it does an unknown rounded number damage. During your opponent's next turn, your opponent's active Pokemon blank. We don't know what else it says. I imagine it has to do something with poison as well. It is a weakness to fighting, a resistance of none, and a retreat of what I can guess to be probably like three. Slowbro is a pretty slow Pokemon. So Unless for some reason this new version is like super fast. True. But I don't see it being, but I guess it could be. I guess it could. Zero retreat poison ability. That would be That'd pretty be, strong. They busted. That'd be pretty strong. I'm expecting it to be three. What do you think of this card? 
I like the ability. I think the attack cost is reasonable. Possibly, maybe. Depending on the question mark of the round and number. Judging by the fact that it says uh, leaving your opponent's active Pokemon poisoned, um, I'm wondering if during your opponent's next turn, your opponent's active Pokemon maybe takes extra poison damage in between turns. Based on uh, the name, could you also assume they just can't retreat? Maybe. Yeah. It's called probably. stranding shot. You know what I mean? Stop using logic. Hey, you found the rounded numbers and said five, so don't tell me about logic. <laughs> I I could honestly see it being that you can't retreat. Yeah, okay, that makes sense now. Again, along the lines of an average theme deck card, right? Uh, this one has an ability which makes it inherently potentially stronger than Lucario. The interesting part about this card always comes back to the fact that it's a dark type, and we know that in August we're getting kind of the dark type revitalized again. It's kind of like the re-remaster of dark types coming back. We tried with Greninja Zoroark, and, and here we are now with Eternatus, and now we get another dark type card to potentially throw into the pot. We assume we're getting this in August. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. If it had a retreat of two, if it has a retreat of two, I should say, I think it's a lot better. Because having the ability to just poison in the active and then retreat is a really nice damage tick. I think that's actually really, really nice. I, yeah. I do think it's going to retreat a three, though. Yeah. I guess the combination of poison something not being able to treat, and then you can put in your toxic croaks to add some more in there, in your dust islands, and mm. I think this could have potential. It could. I think for me, it relies on the retreat cost. That's kind of what I'm waiting for. But it, it, it does have a decent level of potential. I can agree with that. Anything else you want to say about the card? I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but we we at least know that we're going to be getting potentially stronger cards out of these theme decks. Yeah. There's not much more to say because there's no question marks in that whole thing, but it's, it's as it's a good as it can get right now. Right. I agree. And hopefully again, next week we'll get more clear, clear answers as to what these cards do. All right. So that's really it for the TCG news. The last thing we're going to do before we end the show. And like I said, it planned, I, we planned it for, to be a shorter show. As we finally got our eyes on some Japanese Eternatus lists. And I wanted to spend some time sort of diving into these lists and talking about which archetype, which version, I should say, that we would prefer. Because in multiple chats, I've actually had a lot of conversations about which variant is the more successful variant or which will be the most successful in North America. Because as we know, the Japanese meta and the North American meta do not act the same. What's really good in Japan isn't always as good here, or it's just the fact of Japan likes to experiment more, and we just really don't. Japan will bring kind of more tech-heavy or some really interesting mechanics. They'll bring those interesting archetypes. And then in NA and EU, pretty much, it's really just what's the most efficient list, right? What hits the hardest? What's the fastest? what has the most control over my opponent. So I'm going to go over both lists and then I'm going to kind of talk with you about which one you prefer, Joe, and then I'll talk about which one I prefer. 
because I think it it might be different, but we'll see. So the first list, every list has a 4-3 line of Eternatus. If for some reason you do not remember what Eternatus does, it's pretty much a card that is just mimicking Mega Rayquaza, if you remember what that card did, in combination with Skyfield. So Eternatus has this really dope ability. And the ability states that if all of your Pokemon and player Dark Type, and this is Eternatus VMAX, by the way, you may now have up to eight Dark Type Pokemon on your bench and can't play any other type of Pokemon. It's attack for one Dark and a Colorless does 30 damage times the amount of Dark Pokemon. So at its maximum, without any damage modifiers, you're doing a total of 270 damage, including Eternatus itself. So eight Pokemon on the bench, one in the active, all dark type. That's the assumption. In combination with this, we know the perfect partner coming out is in fact Crobat V. Crobat V being the card that has the ability Night Asset. Once during your turn, when you play this from your hand to your bench, you may draw cards until you have six in your hand. But you can only use one of these abilities per turn. So you can play as many Crobats as you want, but the ability only procs once per turn. So you have those two paired up, and in both versions of the deck, they both play a 4-3 line of Eternatus and Eternatus VMAX, and they both have a 4 line of Crobat. In terms of the supporting Pokemon, it kind of changes... This is where the decks start to differ. So both decks play Galarian Zigzagoon, which we would imagine because it has that damage tick, right? You play it under your bench, deals 10 damage somewhere on your opponent's board. It's a perfect synergistic card with this archetype because place it down it's a dark type and it ticks damage on the board so that 270 damage that you're trying to do can get closer and closer to knocking out some pretty heavy hitters 270 is already a pretty awesome number to hit it also gets paired with a couple other dark pokemon so in the first list it gets paired with zigzagoon spirit tomb absol and hoopa we know about absol it's already been in standard format, which has the ability to increase the retreat cost of your opponent's active Pokemon. And Spirit Tomb having the ability to damage tick itself and do more damage depending on how many damage counters actually exist on the card. So it's a really nice single prize attacker. Hoopa. Hoopa we talked about from this newest set coming out, the same one with Eternatus and Crobat. Joe, you and I didn't really like this card. But for the fact of the matter, I'll read what it does again. It's 120 HP. For one dark, it does 90 damage. If this Pokemon wasn't moved from your bench, it does nothing, and the attack isn't affected by weakness. It's very reminiscent of Zapdos. So that's the first variant in terms of Pokemon. The second variant actually totally ditches the Spirit Tombs, the Hoopa, the Absol, and jumps on the Weavile bandwagon. So it plays two Weavile GX, plays one normal Weavile, and then here's the interesting part. It plays two Dark-type Sneasels and two Water-type Sneasel. If you remember, very recently we got access to a Water-type resembling the Ice-typing in Sneasel's Evolution line, and this deck actually plays two Water-type cards, which would in fact turn off Eternatus's ability. So it's a really interesting combination. That's kind of where I have the debate, and I have to wait until English set, well, the English card comes out. Because it tells you're not allowed to play any other typing, really, right? What? 
other oh, typing. So would you be prevented from playing even that water type? Well, so here's how it would work. This is what we're theorizing, what, right? Correct. The, and what what it says is, if all of your Pokemon in play are dark type, you may now have up to eight bench spaces. So in up to five, you can still play Sneasel. Yeah. And the way this deck works with the water type Sneasel is actually super interesting, which is really this this list is the one that proctored the conversation in my own mind. So. Obviously, you think about the fact that Water Type does not fit alongside the ability of Eternatus VMAX. This deck also plays uh, a de-evolution sprite card. What the idea is, is let's say you have your field of eight Pokemon, and you have an Eternatus VMAX that's super damaged. It's about to be knocked out three prize cards, or a Crobat, or something. Instead of giving your opponent the prize cards, the idea of the deck is to devolve the Weavile, Therefore, turning off the ability of Eternatus VMAX, allowing you to discard up to three Pokemon, assumably, from your bench. If one of those cards happens to be a heavily damaged card, you have then denied your opponent those prize cards. So if you do 320 damage to an Eternatus VMAX, I'm able to get it to the bench and devolve my Weavile, which I can just evolve later on you are now denied of those prizes and you're starting back at zero again. You're starting with a fresh Eternatus or a much healthier card, whatever that may be. That's the list I prefer because I think it gives you more win conditions. I think it gives you more situations where you can make your way out of a tough situation. But what do you think, Joe? Because you basically have a dark box or you have just Eternatus, basically. Really, the Weavile list is just Eternatus. It just gives you the ability to manipulate the prizes that your opponents take, I guess. So looking at both lists, both have cards that eventually will rotate. Yep. So the first list we were talking about with all the Zigzagoons, the Spirit Tombs, the Apsils, the Hoopa, does play a black market. And other than that, everything else stays the same. And the Weavile version does play the Evil Admonition one. Which will be leaving. Yeah, um, but you I, could easily just play normal Evil GX. Yeah, I play normal Evil GX. That'd be completely fine. I like the idea of the Devo spray uh, down to water, but I'm more of an aggressive type of person, um, and I prefer I probably prefer the Spiritomb version over the other one, mm-hmm. uh, based on the fact that Spiritomb is a great one prize attacker. And can work in a great pinch. Uh, I'm not as big as a fan of the Sonya in there because you have four great balls, four um, quick balls, and four comms. I'd probably switch out the two Sonyas probably for something completely different. Probably more of like a Marnie just to get people disrupted. Well, you also play Piers, right? Which fetches you Dark type Pokemon as well. Yeah. So I. And this is actually why I brought it up, though, too, is that I, I kind of assumed that you and I would have different opinions, and we have not talked about this before the podcast. For me, yeah. my, my play style really falls into the line of I like when I have control of the tempo. I like when I can pace myself and kind of build my board and react based on what the opponent does. I'm way more of a reactive player than an aggressive player. And this water-type sneasel list gives me the ability to do that. Uh, the the de-evolution spray is not something that I've personally messed with as a player. That being said, though, 
I'm not against it. I'm really not against it. And one of the cool parts too, and one of the interesting parts is in terms of special energy, these decks have three of the dark one, which makes the retreat cost zero, which is huge, especially in the de-evolution case. And then I believe this is both a draw energy and capsule energy, capture energy. Uh, I once I believe weakness guard. Oh, it could be weakness guard as well. And I'm, we're just looking at the Japanese cards in front of us, and they're they're all just colorless energies. So weakness obviously helps you versus the fighting types, and whether it's draw or capture doesn't really make a huge difference. But it does if it's capture, uh, it would help you. Yeah, capture more bringing things to the bench. Right, it makes more sense. I guess if you attach a capture too, because it says you can't play any other type from your hand, right? For Eternatus? Yeah. Correct, yeah. So I guess you could always capture a water type into that, into... Is, is capture go to hand or, or go to the bench? I'm assuming it's the bench, right? Capture energy, the text says, when you attach this card from your hand, search your deck for a basic one and put it onto your bench. Okay, so maybe that's another way of possibly playing with the bench sizes. I don't know, man. It, it, I just I like the ability to dictate those things. I do really like the four of Zigzagoon. I think if I played the Sneasel list, I would still put in four Zigs. I, I, you know what? I said this about Greninja Zoroark. I'm starting to get excited for Dark types again. Uh oh. You know, I I do I do think that Eternatus is something that everyone will be playing. Everyone and their mother and brother and sister will be playing, trying to play Eternatus Vmax. That being said, though, it looks like there's enough in the card game that's in standard where you and I could play completely different lists in the same archetype, right? There's an aggressive list. There is a reactive list. Maybe there's going to be a few more lists that we don't even know, right? Maybe there's an uh, aggressive energy ramp list with turbo patch and things like that. You, you never really know. Having Weavile definitely helps move energies around and in the deck that you like there really isn't any way to move energy right you're just hoping that your eternatus or spirit tomb can do the damage that you need and i guess yeah. having spirit tomb makes it a little easier yeah because I, I i think the like so i'm gonna go based off like the dragapult theory right dragapult's got two specific energy costs to attach to attack uh Eternatus VMAX has two energy costs, one dark, one colorless. So I think if we're going based on the thing, you just have to make a little smarter moves on where you attach. Right. That makes sense. I, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how this deck develops, how the NAEU community starts to wrap their minds around this list. I, I will say I am excited again. I am excited for Eternatus because I think that 270 is kind of also a, like, screw you to tag teams, right? Being able to hit that max of 270 does make tag teams a little less appetizing if Eternatus does take the amount of player base that I think it's going to take. And that would be cool for us, because we are really looking for us to move into that VMAX era. Is there anything else you need to say about these lists? They seem fairly efficient. Like I said, like the one I, I chose, or I prefer, is to me seems more efficient in terms of trying to get the things you want. Cause I said, you got three different search cards just strictly for Pokemon. So to me, it just feels like that, uh, 
Eternatus VMAX is a little easier to pull out that mm-hmm. way. Can't argue with that. You guys can form your own opinions as well at home or wherever you're listening to this show. We are actually going to head out. Again, it was a quicker episode this week. Hopefully, all those theme deck cards get revealed for next week. But with that said, enjoy the weekend. If you are playing, planning on playing the new Sword and Shield DLC that comes out on Wednesday after this posts, hopefully you start to enjoy that as well. Obviously, you'll be playing that before the next episode is released. And again, with all of that said, thank you for supporting the show as you always do. And we will see you next week.